Welcome to Glitch Cube, we're a gaming podcast, and each week we take a deeper look into the art of video games. I'm Christian. I'm Chris. And welcome back, you guys. Um, yeah, it's been a really fun, interesting week, and we have a pretty cool topic for you guys to be discussing. Uh, we'll go into it a little bit later. I feel like I haven't asked this question of you in quite some time, but how's everything going with you, Chris? How's your week been? Is there anything that you want to shout out? Any, like, thing that caught your eye this week? Uh honestly it's been really busy you know with the holiday and just getting a lot of life stuff done uh it's weird like this past two weeks like when it comes to gaming like usually i have like a game that i stick to and i'm like sucked into it Mm -hmm. but lately i've been in this like bouncing back and forth and uh i've been really getting the souls games oh nice i didn't think i would but i'm loving demon souls a lot and i think i'm gonna start a bloodborne soon so that's a good one i've been wanting to replay that one actually we should play i'm excited yeah yeah we should co-op that'd be fun that'd be good maybe do a little episode on some bloodborne see how it goes (laughs) yeah you can watch me just get murdered constantly same until you learn the patterns that's the thing with bloodborne i remember was like you get wrecked the first like five times and then you learn the patterns of like, okay, this guy's going to jump out here. He's going to jump over this way, right? Like those little mm-hmm. things kind of click into place. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, so I'm looking forward to that. And uh, I'm playing Deathloop and cool. trying to get some other stuff done, maybe for like our videos, uh, trying to get a bunch of indie games lined up. So kind of excited because there really aren't any other games coming out this year that I know of. So mm. it's like that catch up period until like February, basically. So nice. Be fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I watched, I finished Arcane. Ooh, thought that was yes. amazing. Great show. Like, Great show. I don't give a shit about League of Legends. I'm sorry. Like Same. I hate MOBAs, but the, the lore behind it and the characters always interest me. Like, yeah. There's a lot of cool characters in League, yeah. but if they do more stuff like this, I'm I'm down, like yeah. really down, especially with that art style. Like, give me anything with that art. Yeah, that last episode, like that last little scene. Oh my mm-hmm. god, it was so epic! Like, I give me season two. I need it. Like, I'm chomping at the bits. Like, it was so good watching that show. Oh, love it, love it. Definitely want to explore some more Riot stuff now, too. Because, like, for me, same thing. Like, League of Legends never really draw my eye. But then you have Legends of Ruterra, that card game that I actually, like, really, really enjoy playing. Now you have Ruined King and then Arcane, the show. Like, Riot is doing something great. And I feel like that will be a fun little topic to explore some other time. There's also Team Fight Tactics, which yeah. that was one I actually got really into for a minute. Yeah. But, right? Yeah, they're... Good. And I mean, they have a fighting game coming out soon. They have an MMO coming out. Like they're doing a lot. I, I believe that they might take Blizzard's place. So agreed. It'll be interesting to see. Agreed. Yeah. What about you? Um, For me lately, I've been just trying to set up some stuff. You know, I set up my T public store for my own personal designs. um, And I did it kind of like as a dry test to see how it would go for future designs for our show. So this is a quick little announcement for everybody. Hopefully within the next week, I'll have some stuff up and available for you guys on uh, actual like T public site. 
and we'll have it available on our website as well. So we'll make sure everything's linked in there, um, added to all of our Linktree stuff so it's easy for you guys to access it all. But yeah, TeePublic is awesome. It's a fun little site to use and it's easy to upload your designs and get things going um, just so you can get some stuff out there for you guys. So you can start repping some Glitch Cube shirts, stickers, you know, mugs, all that fun stuff. So I think it's going to be really cool. Hell yeah. Yeah. But besides stickers. that, yeah, stickers would be rad. I want a sticker bad. But besides that, I mean, the big thing as far as like gaming goes, I keep playing Super Mario RPG now because you made me fall in love with that title. So <laughs> I really want to finish that one up. And then another one that I'm going to be picking up pretty soon here is definitely Book of Travels. That game looks fantastic. And the more oh, I check yeah. it out, the more I want it. And the more I want to just explore in that world. Uh, just give me a different type of like art style or something like you know, such it looks if you guys haven't seen Book of Travels, it's you're basically like a merchant that's traveling around this world, but it the world is like a straight up watercolor painting. It's just gorgeous. So it just looks fantastic to roam around in. It's actually on sale right now. Uh on Steam. It's twenty six bucks, which isn't bad at all. Uh it's chapter zero, so you can definitely expect to have more content coming out later. But it just looks great. Like it it almost looks very like peaceful but then you have like these really interesting fights going on so you're a merchant that travels around the world and there are people who can steal your wares but i think the most interesting aspect that i found from the developer's point of view is that they are calling it a tiny mmo right so you're it's you're gonna have online play available so that other players can jump into your world but they're limiting it to smaller group sizes so the world's not flooded with like thousands of people in one area so just to keep the kind of vibe and feeling that they're going for for this game like they want you to be able to explore wide vast areas and feel that like kind of like aloneness i guess so it's i don't know i'm really excited about that title Plus, if you have a lot of people, I mean, if you're a merchant and like if there's like a player to player kind of like market, if there's like thousands of players, like it'll skew like your. Yeah. Your merchant stuff, you know, so mm. that's that's actually really cool. They did that. You know, I I'm a sucker for like those kind of games, especially like where you can set up your own shop. Yeah. So I remember you showed me it before and it looked really cool, but. I think I might need to watch more videos on it because it, it definitely sounds up my alley. Yeah, so I'll probably be picking that one up in the next couple of days and maybe I'll give you guys an update next time we chat. But yeah. How about we hop into today's topic? Um, it's It's one that we've touched on before in the past and I feel like it's something that needs to be... or. It's just a really interesting, not just for gameplay perspective, but psychologically as well, right? Um, and we're going to be talking about the reward system in gaming, uh, but not just how games reward their players, but maybe some of the negative effects of the reward systems as well, which sounds counterintuitive, right? Whenever you say like, oh, reward system, it, it should be nothing but good things. But there can be instances in which it could be, you know, reward overload or just kind of lead to a different outcome than what the developers were hoping for. But we'll definitely be getting into that uh, in this episode. So first, I want to talk about something that is very common in the reward area. That's achievements, right? 
So <laughs> achievements were super huge for quite a while. I mean, look at Xbox with all their achievements that pop up every time you accomplish a small goal. Uh, then you have even things like uh, Rooster Teeth's Achievement Hunter. They started out with achievement guides for games to see how like how to actually accomplish these tiny goals within the game themselves. But what was your experience with achievements? Were you, did, were you into them? Do you oh, like God. them? Like, or how do you feel now? Like, has your view like changed on them over the years? You know, what's what's how how you feeling about them? I fucking love them. <laughs> no, um, honestly, like when the three sixty came about and you started earning points, I at first I didn't really care about it. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. You know, it's it's different. And then once I started playing more games and noticing getting, I got a score, I'm like, oh, this is really cool. Like, I want to keep getting more. And, but I never like went out of my way to try and get them. You know, I just, I unlock them while I played the game. Mm. I didn't, I didn't try to hunt for achievements. Right. Uh, I feel like when I started with PlayStation, with the trophy system, I mean, for a while there, there really wasn't any difference between the two. Right. You just gained these levels, didn't which didn't really show anything off. But uh, recently, they changed it where now with certain levels you gain from unlocking trophies, you get like an emblem, right? Mm -hmm. It starts at bronze and goes all the way up to, I think, I think it's like a uh, platinum. I think but that's so, like, yeah. you have to have like, thousands and thousands of trophies but uh so i'm ranked 295 now so i'm like just about to hit the first level of silver nice and it's funny because for the longest time i i mean i liked trophy hunting but i didn't want to go out of my way mm -hmm. but now that i'm so close to hitting that next tier i'm like I need more trophies, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, like the other day I bought freaking I am Mayo, which is a game <laughs> where you just click on a stupid Mayo jar for trophies. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I gained three levels from this. Like I should buy the sequel so I can finally hit 300, you know? And I'm like, mm -hmm. what am I doing? Like, I mean, sure. The game was cheap. It was 50 cents at the time. And I'm like, well, 50 cents isn't a bad deal to get my EP in hard, you know? Like right. it, it, it's weird because for the longest time, like I thought trophies were fun, but now I'm like, I really want to get them. And it's interesting because I will touch on this later in the episode because I feel like we're going to hit some of these topics, but it really depends on the game with their trophies and achievements because sometimes they're just so ridiculous to get yeah. that it burns me out. But when you have games like Unpacking or even just like adventure games where they're kind of easy, like even Spyro, you know, it's like find all the collectibles, finish the stage, and then you'll get a platinum. And it's like, that's kind of nice, you know, like it's not hard. You get that reward system without being burnt out because most of the time I'll get like 80% completion with trophies and then I just get burnt out. Right. And then I never touch them again. But it's, and I'll make this quick, it's the reason why I don't really care much for Switch games anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, like, for me, if it's a first-party title with Nintendo, I'll get it. But if it's something I can get on the PlayStation or it's on Game Pass, I'll just play it there because it's like, I'll get trophies, and even though they're meaningless, 
I might as well get rewarded for playing this. You know, the only thing the Switch has is handheld, and I'm like, I don't really go anywhere. I don't leave the house. So, hmm. yeah, I do like trophies. It's interesting. It sucks. What about you? <laughs> for me, I feel like at first the achievements and the trophies were really motivating um, as far as it was to, like, continue playing a game. But mm-hmm. now I actually don't care about the trophies at all. Um, I feel like they kind of take away a little bit from the gameplay itself, um, like co- uh, getting those constant alerts and things like that. It's like, oh, uh, cool trophy, I guess. Right. Like, I don't know. Like I'm when I'm sitting down to play the game, I want to experience the game. And I feel like me just going through and completing levels like old school w- way of playing, I guess now is the way to think about it, because achievements are <laughs> so ingrained in any type of game that you're playing now. Uh, that, like I prefer that system in a way, right? And I feel like that's maybe that's why I've been playing a lot more older games, uh, going back to like just regular PlayStation games or SNES and stuff like that, because you just explore the world, like you just play the game and you just have fun doing it. Um, and I really love this Switch too because it just you turn the game on and you experience the game, right? Like I don't feel like I'm getting bogged down with other things, in my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's There's a place for them where it makes sense. And I feel like certain games really feed off of it. But it, when it comes to actually designing the game, I feel like you need to have that ingrained in your like core design pillars before making the game itself. So you, like, you can feel a lot mm-hmm. of games where like the achievements get tacked on at the end because yep. it's a requirement, right? And then that's where you get like, oh, achievement unlocked. You completed a chapter instead of just like a chapter complete screen. It's like, okay, do I really need that too? Telling me that I just completed this chapter. It's like, (laughs) all right, I get it. Right. Like, but for some people that would be just easy points, right? You get reward, you get points for completing the game itself. And that's still fun because you're gamifying your experience on a whole nother level as well. But I feel like it could potentially even break the immersion itself, in my opinion, so I don't know. I'm I'm kind of torn between it. If a game sets it up properly where it's actually interesting to the core gameplay and it actually enhances the game that you're currently playing, then to me that's interesting. But whenever it's just tacked on points just because it has to, then it's kind of defeats the purpose in my mind. So Yeah, I I get what you mean by the retro stuff. And it's interesting because um if I'm not playing it on the actual console, I obviously use like RetroArch uh, for most things. And they have a way that, well, there's this site called RetroTreatments, right? Dot org. And basically, uh, people create achievements for these old games. And I mean, it's for pretty much looking at it right now, it's every console up until the PlayStation. Hmm. So. Even Game Boy games have it, Game Boy Advance, NES, and television, like, and they're fan made, mm-hmm. right? And at first, I was like, I don't need trophies and or achievements in these old games, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting because I feel like it's done differently than modern games. Because what you said, how it feels tacked on, I feel like that's how most games are nowadays, right? Whereas these retro achievements, you know, it's people that have played these games probably multiple times. Mm. And a lot of the achievements, it's like interesting because it makes you almost want to explore more because it's just random things that happen in the game. Mm -hmm. 
And it's actually made me enjoy older games a lot more and makes me want to explore the game more. It's weird. Like, mm-hmm. I think because, you know, these are created after the fact of the game. Right. So the people know what is potential or right or like what's possible within the game. So they're able yeah. to map them to be a little bit more meaningful. Right. So it's yeah. like, oh, find this hidden little Easter egg and you get achievements for it. But maybe that wouldn't have been listed or like even like a random glitch or something. Right. So like that could be listed as an achievement or like get rewarded for finding that because you're rewarded for your exploration at that point. But mm-hmm. it's only possible once the game has already been out, played, you know, through and throughout by multiple people who have found this stuff, right? So, like, then I could see how that makes sense where it's, you know, retroactively putting those achievements on, but they still have, like, a meaningful purpose to them. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's weird. Like, I was playing Super Mario RPG, like, a few months ago. And they had achievements on there. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. It made me try something different that I never did before in my last playthrough. So it's, I don't know, it's interesting. Hmm. But I know what you mean by breaking immersion. Because that's that's definitely something that I never really realized until maybe recently. Where I'm like, oh, yeah, I am actually playing a game. You know, it does take away that feeling it would be interesting if those achievement pops would be like the ui would fit in with the game itself or maybe like even the sounds would be different to match the game specifically so it doesn't feel like it's kind of taking away or just overlaying on top of whatever's currently on your screen right well you can turn them off i think i know you can so yeah i mean that's what i do like with the game pass since it's on pc i don't even know when i get achievements until i close the game so so i guess that that actually is better yeah oh okay so you feel that that's a better experience then like yeah i mean i don't mind earning achievements and stuff it's more so like when it pops up on my screen i'm like i knew i was gonna get rewarded somehow for doing this stupid thing you know whereas like you know, I just play the game, I turn it off, and then I see like, oh, here's six new achievements that you got from mm-hmm. doing these things. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, it. it's not a distraction. Right. Maybe I'm getting old and not caring for them anymore. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to old age, my friend. <laughs> uh. So I want to talk about the general idea behind rewards themselves, right? So maybe like what was the purpose put in place for reward systems? Um, And I would say that rewards originally were put in place to help players learn different mechanics or to help them stay more immersed, like we've mentioned here, and continue to play longer, right? And rewards can be something simple. It It doesn't always have to just be like achievements that pop at the bottom of your screen. They could be something, it's just like a goal and then a reward at the end, right? So do this, get that. For instance, in RPG, whenever you fight enemies and defeat them, you gain experience and then you level up. It's a very simple reward system that I think many people who play games would be familiar with, right? Or let's say you go through a dungeon in Zelda, you get the new weapon at the end. That's small like rewards that are getting strung along to help the player stay engaged longer and be more, you know, immersed in the actual gameplay itself. So I feel like that's where like the original concept or the original idea for reward systems got put into place. You know, like you want to make sure that players are really interested in what you're what they're doing, right? 
Um, and then you can break that down even further into long-term goals and short-term goals within a game, in my opinion, right? So like a long-term goal would be like the main story beats, you know, like let's say you're playing Final Fantasy and you go through, you fight a big boss and they drop a bunch of exposition and lore on you. Well, what does that do usually? That makes you excited to play the next part, explore the next world, whatever it may be to get more exposition along the way. But those goals are or those rewards are kind of given few and far between, right? So those are your long-term goals, those things like that. But then sprinkled in throughout, you're going to have your short-term goals, like I mentioned, the treasures, the XP games, even something as simple as like crafting items, let's say in Minecraft, right? Learning new recipes and learning how different things work together. Those can be looked at little short-term goals or short-term rewards to help the player stay engaged longer because they're realizing, oh, I can make this now. So let me go try this thing out, right? And then another thing that you could be used as a short-term goal would be side quests, right? Mm. And side quests are really interesting in games. And I feel like that's another one that you can argue for both sides of like side quests are good and side quests are bad. Um, for like in my experience, side quests can really take away from the overall story. Like they have a really strong pull because there's a lot of items or things like that that the designers put into place as to like really, really reward the player for going out of their way to accomplish these kind of crazy things that have nothing to do with the general story at all, right? Um, I've mentioned this before multiple times on the show now, but in Final Fantasy XV, I, <laughs> I went on like such a crazy side quest hunt and I did so many things that I was like level, I was at max level by chapter three of the game. And I think there's like 12 or 15 chapters. And then I was like, oh, I guess I might as well, you know, go back to the main story and figure it out. Because you can pick up every single weapon, you can go around and search the map, you can do everything that you want without actually progressing the story itself. So like at one point I was like, okay, well, yeah, sure. There's this impending doom, but let me go get this shit real quick and then I'll come back, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like let me go farm this boss 500 times and then I'll come back and do that, you know? So it like, it feels like side quests can be really good. And I feel like maybe like the key word here is maybe moderation, right? There's some games that really bog down their games with hundreds and hundreds of infinite level of side quests. Right. And then with like your add ons and things like that, your season passes, maybe more side quests and more things keep popping up, but they don't really pertain or tie back to the main story necessarily. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, Witcher is a really big one for this as well, where there's just so many things that you could potentially do. I mean, you can even get married in the game and all that stuff. Same thing with like Fable. Remember, like there's so much crap you can do there, but it didn't really like tie into it. And I think Fable was such a crazy one to think about because. It had such a hard, like, the end of the world is coming, right? Like, you need to go accomplish this. And then it's like, okay, cool, but I'm going to go, like, chase these chickens or something, right? Like, (laughs) like, it just, it really felt like it took away from that, that whole idea of, like, hey, the world is ending, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like, what's what do you think about side quests? I, I like I I enjoy them, but at the same time, I feel like they could potentially take away from the theme. But I don't know, it's is there an argument made to have the world filled with side quests or should you? Uh, yeah. After playing Kingdoms of Amalur recently, uh, I realized how fucking sorry for my language. Boring they can be. Yeah. Uh, that game, the game was meant to be an MMO. Like 
you can see it in every design of that game. So the abundance of side quests, it's just everywhere, right? And I mean, yeah, if you do them all, you'll hit a high level, kind of like what you were saying. But there's a point where there's just too much, Mm -hmm. right? And in that game, I feel like a lot of the side quests do have a lot of lore behind it. But when you're not in the mood for the lore, kind of like how I was, it just gets lost on you. And then I'm like, okay, I'm doing this for experience, but do I really need to? Mm. And it does break that immersion. You know, if if it's a side quest is important, like when I think about good side quests, I think of like Mass Effect, right? Especially mm-hmm. two. You know, you have your loyalty missions, your companion missions. It feels like they have meaning. Like they actually either connect to the story or they play some kind of part in it. Mm-hmm. by doing it and for me i love side quests like that even fallout had it you know you had your main story you had your side quest and then you had i think the term is like radiant quest where it's there it just lights up for you and it doesn't really give anything aside from like money or experience mm-hmm. and i mean i enjoyed the game where i did everything but for me, as I get older and time is more valuable, I'll stick to the side quests that seem important, but I'm not going to pick all the side quests, especially if they throw 10 at you in the first town. I'm like, eh, these probably don't mean anything. Um, I do one or two just to gain some experience, but you know, you don't, you don't need to overlevel. Right. You know, I when I think about overleveling, I still do it the old way where I just do random battles until I'm like five levels over. You know, I don't need to do quests for it. Right. But yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like a lot of games nowadays are overfilled mm-hmm. with side quests that just don't do anything. Yeah. I feel like that's the curse of the open world game, right? Like you have mm-hmm. a vast open world and a lot of the big complaints that people have about open world games is that they just feel empty. And so what's the developer's response to that? We'll fill it with side quests to make it feel more alive. Like you can interact with more things, but none of the things actually interact with the story or make or change the world around you in any way. They're just different ways of getting like an extra 300 gold here and there, right? Or like, here's an extra thousand experience. Congrats. You probably could have gotten, you know, 10,000 experience if you just fought regular enemies along the story in the time it took you to do this, you know, like. So it's just like little things that they just continuously fill the world with. And I feel like it's kind of like trying to bring in classic like MMO tropes into non-MMO games because of how popular MMOs actually are. And I feel like in an MMO, having multiple things to do makes sense because there's not really like a clear end. Like there's end games Mm -hmm. to these things, but there's not like a clear end to the game itself, right? Like these are the games that they want you to continue playing for years and years and years. So you have to kind of fill in the world with these little tiny tropes. But whenever you have a game that's like 60 hours of main gameplay, but then if you do all the side quests, it's 300 hours. Like that's kind of insane to me, right? Like it just sounds like they could have put so much more work into the actual story quest to really like draw the player in and make them more interested in the world that they built rather than just filling them with random fetch quests and stuff like that. Like, uh, like take, for instance, like Assassin's Creed, you know? Like, no. like I could 
care less about the actual story on most of those games. But like when it comes to all the fetch quests and like even to get like the best equipment and stuff like that, you have the to collectibles. do. Yeah, you have to do all the side questy stuff, which I think kind of sucks. You know, like I feel like if you're going to like you should reward the player more, like more, a lot more for actually experiencing the main story that was designed rather than making them do all these collectible quests and things like that and the random races and all that stupid stuff just to get the actual best equipment in the game. You know, like it feels like you're kind of cheating the player out a little bit for actually giving a crap about the main story. But I don't know. You find yourself staring down the mouth of a dark cave, hearing the low rumble of something large inside. This is it. Everything you have been fighting for lies just within this cave. <laughs> hey man, what's the matter? This is your big ending fight scene. Yeah, sorry about that. I've just been so tired today. Feels like I've been hit with like two points of exhaustion. Ugh. You know what? I have just this thing to get you back into the adventuring spirit. Really? Of course. I have a delicious roast from Geek Grind Coffee. Huh, that sounds pretty cool. What kind of brews do they have? They have blends like Dragon's Roast, Dwarven Dawn, Wizard's Mist, and so much more. They have even one celebrating Jim Hansen's The Labyrinth, The Goblin King's Elixir. Whoa, those sound awesome. I'm waking up just hearing about them. Is there an easy way for me to pick up some? I got you. For the fans of our show, if you visit geekgrindcoffee.com right now and enter the promo code GLITCH at the checkout, you will get 20% off your order. Whoa, that's great. So you're saying if I go to geekgrindcoffee.com right now and enter the promo code GLITCH at checkout, I'll get 20% off my order? That's amazing. That's right, yo. <laughs> All right, I'm ready for this adventure. Bring it on. Hey, that's a natural 20. Just like the discount you can get when entering the promo code GLITCH at geekgrindcoffee.com. Level up your morning with Geek Grind Coffee. I, you know, I'm thinking about now, like the last big game to really do side stuff right. And it's weird because I don't really quote this game for much aside from being beautiful, but Red Dead 2, mm. I really liked how the optional quests where, you know, the random stranger stuff, it happens randomly on the map. You know, it almost forces you to explore the world mm -hmm. to find these people. You know, it's it made it interesting. And I applaud it for that because it's not like you find the quest in a town like you you're riding down a dirt road and you see this lady screaming at you from a tree and you're like, oh, what is she doing there? And then you get ambushed. You know, it's right. it's interesting when they do it like that. But how you say with the MMO, it makes sense because so many other games, you know, you have one person you talk to and it's like, boom, here's five quests. Right. Go on your way. And I feel like that takes immersion away as well. You know, it doesn't, you wouldn't go into a town and someone unloads five jobs on you. You know, it's, it doesn't make much sense. Yeah, and it feels like you're playing checklist the game at that point. Yeah, and that's something when you look at older games, I mean, older games did have 
side quests in it, but they were done differently. You know, it was more so a story that was running concurrent with the main story that you kind of noticed throughout different towns. There weren't like a big side chain of quests. It wasn't, I think, really until maybe the PS2 era I really noticed side quests coming about because PlayStation 1 games, they had it. You know, as someone who's played a lot of them, they had side quests, but they were different. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at Final Fantasy IX or really any of the Final Fantasies, the main big side quest you can always count on are getting the ultimate weapons. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there's also the quests that do a little of the back lore for characters. You know, think about like a nine with, how do you say its name? Quina? Oh, Quina? yeah. Yeah. Quinoa. Quinoa. Um, I always say quinoa. Yeah. That's what yeah, I, I figure when I see it, that's what my brain reads. Yeah. Uh, how you have to eat all the frogs, you know, like when it's side quests like that, where it, you just learn more about a character I'm willing to do it. I love it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think you actually said something really interesting with the Red Dead thing. Like you, you called it an optional quest, right? And I think mm -hmm. maybe that's where the main issue comes up with is the verbiage itself. Like, I feel like if it, if it's a quest that still like can't has the potential to change the story around you, add to it, like the way Mass Effect does, it should then be called a side, a side quest. Right. Yeah. But then if like there's something where you have to complete a task for some random villager, it doesn't really change the world around you, but you can actually gain some experience or some sort of trinket or whatever it may be from completing it, then it should be called an optional quest. And that way, like in your mind, you already know, like, OK, this one has a story beat and this one is just for filler. Right. And like there of course, like you're, you're going to have the times in which you might want to do some optional quests just to help with leveling or whatever it may be. But like have like maybe like if you want to throw in like, oh, the important equipment, like the ultimate weapons and stuff like that, throw those into the side quest pool rather than like the optional quest pool. Right. And actually keep those things separate. I think that would be really important for players to be able to distinguish and help them along their way so that they don't feel like they're missing out on anything too big. Right. So, like, if they complete the main quest and the side quest, then they could get, like, the full immersion story. They get, like, the character development. They get the extra equipment. Then they get the real, like, actual quests and things like that. But then you throw in the optional quests there. Like, if they don't do them, then they're not actually missing out on much. They just might be missing out on some gold or, you know, some random items. But nothing too, like, game-breaking, right? Like, I think that would be a good way of helping distinguish between the two. Yeah, I do like the term like optional because I mean, they pretty much are, you know? Yeah, I mean, all side quests are optional, but I think that's where we like nowadays we just see it where like everything is just called side quest, right? Whether yeah. it's important or not. And then now you have to figure out which one is actually has some sort of importance to you and kind of dig through them and just like kind of waste your time a little bit, <laughs> which I mean, it's it. It's good and bad, right? Like those side quests help you explore the world around you. Like you said, it helps you, it can ha or have the potential to kind of fully immerse you a little bit more within the stories themselves. But then like, let, let's take a look at Nintendo real quick, right? Like Nintendo doesn't really throw side quests or anything like that into their main titles. You know, like Super Mario Odyssey, like it's, there's the main game really, right? Like, and you just go through, they don't have like achievements and stuff like that, like you mentioned earlier, but the games are still very immersive and very fun to play through. 
And a lot of the times, the way in which that they reward the players for doing like exploring or going outside of the main story is by playing with the mechanics themselves, right? Like super, like in Mario Odyssey, there's one world that's really interesting. Um, like Mario has really cool jumping mechanics in all of his games, but this one, like you really feel like you can traverse the world in really interesting ways. You know, like doing jump, double jumps and wall jumps off things and then throwing Cappy out and like being able to just kind of continue and chain those things together. There's actually a building that's like super, super tall that you don't have to climb. There's nothing there like saying to go up there and do this. Right. But like it's saying to go into the building to continue the story. But if you do happen to kind of like mess with the mechanics and continue jumping and using him to climb up to the top of the building, there's a massive pile of gold at the top. So it's like a way of rewarding the player for just kind of exploring using the mechanics that were given to them rather than saying like, hey, like there's a side quest where he runs into some random toad that says like, hey, I own a bank and I lost all my gold. It must be up there. I think I saw it really high up, right? And then like basically making the player go up there and do this, like telling them it's up there, right? So it, it feels more rewarding when it's something that the player found on their own accord just by playing around in the space, right? But Yeah, it's, you know, I think Odyssey is a good example and it makes me think about Another Nintendo property, because we're going to stick on that for a minute, mm -hmm. with Breath of the Wild. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's really no goals, you know. It, the main goal is just getting into the freaking castle. Mm -hmm. That's it, you know. But there's all this side stuff in between, like not counting the Divine Beast. But, you know, for me, it was like I was picking up all these quests through the different villages. And I'm like, do I need to do these? Well, you can almost you know, argue and, that the entire game is a side quest, right? Like, yeah. it's basically like, at what point do you feel comfortable enough to fight Ganon, right? Because like, you know, like, you can jump over and fight Ganon as soon as you start the game. Like, it is possible. True. So like, it, it could be said like, the whole game is you preparing yourself. Like, how at what level do you feel comfortable enough with doing accomplishing this goal? Like, of course, there's going to be things that, with the Divine Beast and things like that that are going to make it easier to traverse to Ganon and get you more familiar with, like, the fight, the fights and what know what to expect and things like that, right? So it's just all preparation work. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's a, Breath of the Wild is a very interesting example of, like, how quests and side quests could be incorporated into the actual game without it being like a glaring like stamp of like this is a side quest right yeah i mean for me and this was my problem with breath of the wild just because it was so immersive but at the same time it felt almost overwhelming mm -hmm. like me it was always in the back of my mind like is there gonna be a korok seed here like is there is there something here and it's like or the shrines, you know, I'm right. like, I need to get them all. I need to complete everything because that's just what I want. You know, even though there's no trophy tied to it, it's like, I want it. But I mean, I guess the the high amount of both of those things in that game is really for the people that do want that. Because mm -hmm. I know there's people out there that have completed all that, which is bonkers, insane, <laughs> yeah. but power to them, you know. And like for me with Breath of the Wild, I hate to say it, but like I pretty much just wanted to like experience the most that i can of the story mm -hmm. and then just be done you know i'm not once i beat it i never went back 
You know, I mean, maybe I've been thinking like, oh, it'd be kind of fun to just ride around that world, but I almost wish there was, it's weird because I feel like there's enough to do, but the only really side thing I got into was that town you build. Mm, yeah, same. Like, I got really into that, and then I was like, okay, like, I've done most of the shrines, but I'm over this, and it was almost as if they gave you too much to do do mm. that it just it made me want to beat the game already and finish it right so it's like when you get a game where it doesn't really have a clear like multiple goal and reward system it almost made me like over it mm. it's weird like games with too many achievements or goals it either overwhelms me and i don't want to do it or it motivates me to do it mm-hmm. versus say breath of the wild where you almost feel like you don't get rewarded unless you make the game more challenging by trying to fight Ganon earlier. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know, maybe I'm missing the point on it, but I feel it's just kind of weird to me when I play a game that is just so like, you can do whatever you want right? kind of thing. When you Then when they give you ultimate freedom, I guess. Yeah, it definitely does make it a little bit harder. You get, you get bogged down with decision paralysis really easy yeah yeah exactly yeah that's the way to put it i can definitely see that um you did mention you you said a phrase there where it's like the you completed it so why would you go back to it right and i feel like this is like kind of the last thing that i really wanted to touch on too was the idea of like some of these other games out there where you complete a level you get your goal you get your achievement and it unlocks a new world and then why would you ever go back to that world previously right mm. um because you've mm-hmm. already accomplished that goal what's the purpose of going back right and i feel like a lot of mobile games fall into this as well right where like you get your three stars so you're good like there's a score attached to it but the score almost means nothing because you get the three stores that unlock the next area so you're done with that area forever right and then it kind of bogs like it stops the replayability of that game completely right good point Um, and i feel like that's because of these little goals, the goal of unlocking the next area and progressing to different stages, it doesn't like it really it just kills the replay replayability completely. Right. Um, and I feel like it, there's there's different ways of accomplishing this and uh, unlocking new levels and things like that. And I feel like some of the older games like look, look at Tetris, right? Tetris is a great game where like you instead of having these things kind of unlock with your progress, like you have different stages and it gets harder as you continue to play. But the main thing that's overarching over all of it is the high score itself, right? So you're setting up these own personal goals for yourself to continuously beat you or beat a friend or beat the leaderboard itself, right? Like those kind of goals, they have a... like I would call them personal goals, right? They they have a much more like a deeper connection to the player themselves, which could lead to more replayability, which is the issue that we're seeing with other games. Like you know, I completed this level, why would I go back, right? Um, and I I think that's yeah. a much more interesting concept to kind of play around with is allowing the player to create personal goals. And I think a a more modern game that people can may be able to relate to would be something like Monster Hunter. With Monster Hunter, you don't level up your character per se, but you gain better equipment the more you do, 
right? And it makes you want to explore these things and maybe even hunt the same monster multiple times or just to learn their the way that they fight so that maybe you can go into different arena battles and gain different equipment and stuff like that. And like you level up your own self by gaining a new skill set personally rather than leveling up a character that just becomes stronger over time, right? So like you leveling up your reaction speed and like your ability to track and like learn the attack patterns of the enemies allows you to handle the situation better, which then leads to better equipment, which makes you stronger, right? So technically you're never actually increasing, like let's say your basic like, oh, I'm gonna increase my strength here. Like no, that's not really like thing in this game you're just getting better equipment the more you play on and i think that's creating different little like personal goals for the player themselves maybe there's an armor set that you are really into that you want to get right like for me it was like well i can't even pronounce the name of it like the odogaran <laughs> armor set because it just looks super cool you look like a freaking like old school samurai warrior which i loved <laughs> and like i wanted that set even though it's not like the greatest one but it, visually it appealed to me and i was willing to you know like it might make the later game harder because i'm not trying to min max anything but it was a personal goal that i set for myself that i was really excited whenever i got it right like and it allowed me to want to continue to play more and more and more and then just kind of continue to explore and just i don't know like it it drew me back in, I guess, is the best way to put it. It's interesting with the high score thing because growing up, I mean, this also also might be because growing up, high scores really were the only way to show your achievement, you know, back mm -hmm. in the day. Nowadays, like, high scores don't really affect me. Like, I feel like in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, man, there's players out there, like, times better than me like mm -hmm. there's no point in trying to get a high score and i mean as someone who loves shoot 'em ups a lot like i will try and get like a decent score but i don't know like unless there's like something tied to hitting certain numbers like rewards based on like oh you hit ten thousand points here's like a new skin ship skin or something, right? or something yeah. like that like that'll keep me going but just to get the highest score for a leaderboard, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like that ship for me has kind of gone away because, I mean, we're in a world where everything's connected and everyone's playing. And it's like me being number five for five hours is great, but then it's gone. And I'm like, okay, like that was fun, but what did I get out of this? You know? I think that but, speaks to like the instant gratification of rewards at this point. And I think because we have the option of like get 10,000 points, unlock this new skin, like you have those small rewards along the way, right? Like I feel like that yeah. is what has killed the high score thing, like the pull from it, which is, in my opinion, kind of like, it's kind of sad in a little bit, right? Because that's such an easy way of drawing players in, but everybody wants instant gratification. And I'm not saying like what you're what you said is wrong or right. Like it's it's yeah. just that like everybody wants that. And I, I totally fall into that same idea too. But I'm wondering if because we've made side quests such a heavy aspect of gameplay themselves and these tiny rewards along the way, which could be, you know, meaningless rewards or little achievements or little items that mean nothing for the main story or the main game itself. Like, is it taking away from it, right? Like, if you have, like, Tetris, right? And let's say, oh, clear 10 lines, you get X 
item, right? Like, is it mm-hmm. going to want anyone, like anyone in the world going to become like world-class Tetris players anymore, right? Like, is that going to be a thing or is there going to be like, okay, I've I've gathered all of the unlocks that are available in Tetris. Why am I going to play this ever again? When Tetris is a really great game of skill that requires the players to continue to continuously play and hone their skills on that game, you know, like I feel like those little tiny achievements, those little unlocks break that kind of game completely and just like destroy the overall experience. I actually have two things to that. And it actually pertains to, I feel like something we haven't really touched on until maybe with the point system, but with multiplayer stuff, Mm. right? So you're talking about Tetris and I'm thinking Tetris 99 in the back of my head, right? Right. If you're able to stack up points, you can send like a, a handicap or like something against another player and make it harder for them. And it's like that little instant reward kind of feels good. Right. Mm -hmm. But I'm also thinking about kind of like a recent story with the new halo multiplayer, right? It has a battle pass. Um, and it's, you don't have to pay, you know, you just have to keep playing. Mm -hmm. And most people, especially when a game is free and, you see it with almost any live service game when there's a battle pass people will try and keep playing to unlock everything Mm -hmm. well for anyone that doesn't know halo i mean it has objective based maps they don't have a team deathmatch or slayer yet uh and it's right now like control the flag or capture the flag and i think they have like one or two other modes but it's very objective based Mm -hmm. and a lot of ways to gain experience we're doing certain amount of kills or using a certain weapon mm. and they just fixed the experience rates recently because it was pretty bad but here's the problem with that you're giving them these daily challenges of you know kill 15 people or do this certain way people aren't playing the objective they're playing what will get them the most experience mm. from those little daily quests yeah that's a problem and many people are getting mad because no one's playing the objective. Yeah. No one's trying to capture the flag. Everyone's just trying to play it like a deathmatch game to get more points. And yeah, that's, you know, that's way game breaking. Like that's, it takes away the full experience. Like that defeats the whole purpose of halo. Yeah. yeah. And when you think about other multiplayer games, it's a lot like that, you know, with battle royales, it's easy. Cause I mean, that's your goal is just to survive and shoot people. So getting a battle pass is easy in that. But when you incorporate different game modes, you're going to have people that just want to level their battle pass. And then you're going to have people that just want to play, you know, I don't want to say the way the game was intended, but if it's a certain mode, they want to play it that way, like an actual team. Mm -hmm. So you start seeing the difference between the people that want to play for the reward or play for, I mean, I guess you would call that their own reward by winning the objective yeah you know it's it's interesting because i was reading that story today and i was like oh this is kind of like the topic we're talking about like i know with me with a battle pass like i mean i don't pay for battle passes but when there's one there i'm like oh i do want to try and like achieve and unlock certain things you know get a cool skin Mm -hmm. but i can really see that with halo because it's like this generation i mean even me we want to unlock that crap. Yeah. You know, like we don't care to play the objective to an extent, or at least, I mean, I will, but I'll try and mesh it together, which probably isn't the best either. Right. But 
when people see that reward, they want it before anything else. Yeah, I agree. So it makes it tough. You have to find that balance. But I feel Mm -hmm. like everyone is gravitating so heavily towards the reward system and these tiny awards along the way that it's just it's going to break games like it has with Halo. Like that sucks. I'd be so frustrated if I was on a team where like no one's working towards the goal. They're just working towards their own personal, you know, dailies. And it's just like that's that's not fun. Like go do that on your own time. Right. Like we're all here to play Halo. We're doing capture the flag, capture the flag, man. Like, let's do this. So it's, yeah. it, it feels like it's taking away from that. Like it, all the dailies should be like get three wins, you know, like, yeah, like just make it really generic and simple. It shouldn't be like, oh, you know, kill three people with one grenade or some shit like that. Right. Like because then people mm-hmm. are going to try and, you know, set that up we'll and that. they're going to, you know, take away from the actual game or goal that like you mentioned. Yeah, that sucks. That's kind of tough. It's unfortunate. But maybe that'll get fixed later. I don't know. Or once, you know, full death matches come out, like that will go by the wayside and we'll won't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. But you know that that I guess it also depends to you on uh, how you want to play the game. Like if you want to play that game that way and you're having fun, then you know, good for you, I guess, right? Like you can't you can't really like get mad at people for playing the game the way they want to because everyone wants a different type of experience. If your whole goal and what gives you the most like happiness while playing these games is to get every single kind of skin potential or possible, unlock all that stuff, then cool, go for it. Have fun, right? But if you want to just play the game because you want to play the game, if you want to play Halo because you want to play Halo, like then go do that too, you know? So I, I guess it just depends on the person. It's a hard way to balance that one too when you're trying to balance those two different types of like psychological perspectives there. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you guys so, so much for listening in on another episode of ours. And like I mentioned earlier in this episode, uh, hopefully by next week, we'll have another announcement for you. Well, we'll have some shirts up and available for you guys, some merchandise. Yay. I know that Yay. I mentioned it a while ago, a while, a while ago. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's getting it's going to happen. Trust me coming right around the corner and then uh another thing too that i wanted to mention we are getting kind of high up there on episode count which is really exciting and really fun for us but if you are you know letting someone know about the show which we really appreciate thank you so much for sharing the show uh you can always remind them that like if they're looking for a good place to start start wherever they want just pick a title that makes sense to them there isn't really like as you guys know who are long-term listeners there's no overarching like thing you might miss some you know side jokes here and there maybe a different conversation but really start wherever you want and you'll have some fun with us but thank you guys so much for listening uh thank you for sharing and we'll talk to you guys next week all right uh bye bye